Hello and welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio. And again, we're here at the Alts LA Conference in Los Angeles. And we're pleased to have back with us Ted Parkhill, CEO and founder of Incline Investment Management out of the Lake Tahoe area. And we feel sorry for you, Ted, to have to live up there all the time. It, it must be rough here. So, uh, Ted, uh, tell us a little about uh, you and the conference and Incline Management. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, it's uh, Ted here, and uh, it's great to be back on Strategic Investor Radio. As you know, I've been a guest before, and I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me. Um, we are a systematic manager. As you mentioned, we're based in Tahoe, Incline Village, uh, the north shore of Lake Tahoe. We like to say it's on the good side, uh, on the Nevada side. So anyway, we are a systematic manager. We specialize in trading futures and equities. Uh, we do it all on a quantitative basis. We like to say we're directionally agnostic. We can trade short or long, depending on the directional move of the markets that we track. And uh, we try to provide investors with diversification that they can't get anywhere else. Okay, so tell us a little about uh, the world of commodities. Now, you know, five to six, uh, seven years, commodities have struggled. I mean, uh, I don't know how well you guys have done, but most commodity funds have, have not even been in the black uh, most of those years. So uh, how do you find investing in that? And are investors getting uh, wary and weary of uh, poor performance overall? Uh, how is it working? That's a really good question because you're absolutely right. It's been a difficult period for uh, commodity investors. We specialize in, in tracking all of the different commodity sectors. So we, when we say the word commodities, we think of futures, but you, you can trade S&P futures, you can trade currency futures, you can trade fixed income futures globally. We also trade those markets, but we trade the traditional commodity markets. We trade the uh, energy markets. We trade the precious metal markets. And yes, it's difficult. In fact, most investors have found that diversification has actually cost them money over the last few years. And that's true. That doesn't mean diversification is dead. We still strongly believe that diversification is critical going forward. In fact, maybe even more so in the short to medium term. Investors are starting to realize that this bull can't last forever. And we're starting, finally, to see some interest in, in what we do. So uh, what is the story that you tell, Ted, about why investors should be interested in alternative investments such as commodities? We like to think of it in terms of what the benefit is to the uh, investor's portfolio. We think of, of, of non-correlation having value. If you can find non-correlated investments to add to your portfolio, you can even take a standalone, riskier investment. And, and at a first glance, this is sort of unintuitive. You can take a riskier asset add it into a portfolio and actually end up reducing the overall portfolio's risk. And that's not apparent to all investors at face, face value at first glance. And so what we try and explain to them, the value of non-correlation, when you take something that's completely non-related to their existing holdings, let's say they have that traditional 60-40, and you add in a non-correlated investment like what we try and offer to investors, then you can actually lower overall portfolio risk and increase overall portfolio return. Of course, they have to bear in mind there's risk in trading futures, so they have to understand that. But that's the point, is that we try to provide a different type of diversification. So, uh, you know, Harry Markowitz came up with that in the early 1950s before you were even born here, okay? I was born, but uh, you weren't. And it's just very interesting that th that is actually the case. However, we all know that when an investor receives those monthly statements, those things that you just said are not primary on their mind. What's on their mind is that this particular investment 
really struggled. Are there any particular commodity investments that have significantly changed over the years? Uh, is gold or silver used more in industry? Uh, corn is used now in fuel. Uh, cannabis is used uh, in ways that obviously were not used in the past. Uh, are, are there changes in the commodity industry that you guys have, have found to be potentially productive uh, going forward? That, that's a question I had to actually think about because um, there are changes. You know, there's a lot of, of things going on in the, in the business. But what we try to focus on is the, the, what hasn't changed are the fundamentals in some respects. All commodities move. They move in a certain direction. They either go up or they go down or they stay flat. And in the flat environments, there's no opportunity for an investor like ours. So we're looking for, for movement. The latest, you know, change is at least a market that comes to mind is the Bitcoin futures introduction in December of 2017. You know, that's a new market, right? It's cryptocurrency futures. What is that? And yet, it displays properties of traditional commodity markets. And we looked at it directly and 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 very fascinated with with how it could also behave. And we started exploring the the crypto uh, futures market. And we actually started looking at building strategy that would offer investors exposure. What hasn't changed is is the same simple fundamentals. Like if it's going up, one should be long. If you're if it's going down, one should be short. And that's the what the the, the the sort of the core tenet of what we do. We provide investors exposure they don't normally get from their typical broker or even their investment advisor is that we provide them with exposure that when things are going down, we'll be short, whether that's Bitcoin futures or whether that's another commodity market. And to us, there's an advantage there that they're not getting from from perhaps their, their, their typical uh, advice provider. So uh, I, I presume you work uh, exclusively through advisors. Uh, do you take retail clients directly? Yes, we do. Um, we deal directly with high net worth investors directly. We also um, try and do our best to work with investment advisors. They're all, you know, more and more we're seeing investment advisors starting to realize they need to offer more diversification to their clients. And I think their clients are driving some of that. Their clients are saying, hey, we're worried. We're worried about what could come. We're worried about markets. And if that's the case, then having a non-correlated solution in the investor portfolio could be really important going forward. So given uh, you, you, your uh, strength in the world of commodities and alternative investments, how have you found the conference this year? You know, the conference has grown over the years. This is not my first uh, time attending the Cal Alts LA event. And what I found is that it is no longer just exclusive to California, that uh, the rest of the country has discovered that this is a fantastic event to participate in and to attend. I think it's demonstrated by the number of sponsors that that that, uh, that are involved this year. I think that the, the the people that are here hosting, you know, uh, booths at the conference, the number of vendors that are, the variety is phenomenal. And there's a lot. It, it, it almost demonstrates the strength of the industry and how important it is to continue figuring out what the next best diversification investment solutions are. There's a lot of managers here. There's a lot of the vendors that supply the, the, the services to these managers. So I'm finding it really good. I, I found the discussions informative. I've actually learned a number of things uh, since I've been here. So definitely worthwhile attending. Great to hear. So Ted, let's close on a personal note here. Uh, a few decades ago, you left Manitoba 
and now you have uh, ended up at Lake Tahoe. Okay, any regrets? <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Uh, no, no regrets. You know, I, I, I actually, um, I'm definitely a product of where I'm from. There's no question about that. I try to blend in well in Rome, and my accent might give me away to the occasional person. It does. Yes, it does. I'm sure it does. But no, we're very fortunate. We love Tahoe. I, I, uh, my, my kids are, are triple citizens, as it happens, because my wife's originally from Christchurch. And so we get the benefit of all three of the best worlds we can think of. Um, one of the things I'll add is I, I recently celebrated my 26th wedding anniversary, and we went to Normandy. Uh, went to Paris and then went to Normandy and I, I was on the beaches, you know, I was on Juneau Beach where the Canadians landed. I went to uh, Omaha and, and uh, Utah Beach where the Americans landed and I would say to any of the millennials listening to this, you should be thankful for everything that we have because of those guys. And it's a moving experience going to a historical place like that. Uh, I saw where my grandfather landed and uh, it's, it's just an incredible reminder what freedoms we enjoy in this country and uh, and and you know I'm involved in a fantastic business that, that allows for sort of economic freedom as well and I'm reminded that what a great country living in America is is well Ted thank you very much and yes uh, I have uh, taken those, those same routes about five years ago okay and I'm reminded just to close on the uh, the statement of the supposedly one of the uh, uh, captains or whatever that when they landed on uh, Omaha Beach etc he said gentlemen he said there are two kinds of soldiers on the beach the dead and the soon to be dead so your job is to get straight through and get up there so that you're not among those two groups so, Ted, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Final words for any of our listeners here. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, if you're looking at your portfolio going forward and you have any concerns and you're looking at your, your overall um, asset allocation, you should start thinking about what advice you've been given. I don't think 60-40 is going to be the way to go going forward. I really strongly believe, and if anything, I can pound the table to say, look, now's the time to start looking at, at, at getting your portfolio, more, at introducing more diversification. It, that's the operative word. It's going to be going forward. And look for investment solutions that give you non-correlated investment performance. If you can find that, look for ways to add that to your investment portfolio. Ted, thanks so much. Really appreciate you joining us today, as we always do. And we'll be right back. Thanks, Charlie.